0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of Webmaster Radio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of Webmaster Radio.fm is prohibited.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, in the New York Times last week, you may have seen this, uh, and in fact you may have even watched the show, it's an article by Andrew Adam Newman about... um, Being able to click on Streaming Cougar Town, okay, hang with me, and you can actually purchase the articles that you see in the show. Did you hear about this? Well, 87% of Americans watch TV while using devices, and you're probably one of them. I know I am. And um, anyway, Andrew quoted this percentage, uh, thanks to the NPD group, saying that when you're actually using your smartphone and tablet, It's unrelated to the show or the movie that you're actually watching. Well, Target has decided to leverage that. And on a recent program called Cougar Town, you may be familiar with it. It's been on for five years. It's now on TBS. Uh, The moment that products appear on the screen, you can actually purchase them on your second screen. So, yep, hang with me again. The episode aired at 10 o'clock Eastern just this past week. Uh, and then it was simulcast online at shopcougartown.com. So when you're watching the show, you look on your small screen, and that Target vase that's on the, on the mantle that's featured in the show, there's going to be a little flashing red plus character sign that pops up. You can actually click on that. It takes you to target.com, and then you can buy that vase. Crazy, huh? Well, guess what? It's going to stay up. And in case you missed Cougartown or you weren't on shopcougartown.com, it's going to stay up on tbs.com until april 15th and you can watch the show you can see how it works i think it's kind of an indication of what's coming according to the target folks um they think it's pretty huge uh they featured 25 products all from nate burkus who you may remember has done a line for target before and uh, there's even online videos promoting uh, Burkus and interviewing the show Set Decorator about the set that's featuring his designs. So his designs are incorporated in the real TV show and also being sold via Target. Now, Target won't say how much it spent on the promotion. I can guarantee you it was a lot of money, Uh, but we're going to want to see how this all works out for Target, who's had its share of woes ever since um, the hacking incident. So keep that up, keep that in mind. I think Target's just the first and many, many will follow. Well, our first profile today is the Prada Professionals. She's a 36-year-old, college grad, married, employed full-time, and a parent about half the time, uh, making more than $75,000 a year. She considers herself to be extremely fashionable. Likes to stand out in the crowd, uh, very confident in her style. She's really not that interested in price when she goes shopping. She's shopping at her favorite stores for brands, and it's about quality for her. She uh, will shop at different stores if it's an extremely expensive product. She spends a lot of time at work, but when she's not at work, she likes to spend time with her family. She's interested in the arts and travel, uh, and her home is a reflection of herself. So where is she shopping? Well, she's shopping Armani and Calvin Klein. She's shopping at Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom, Crate and Barrel, and yes, Target. She's driving a BMW, and Audi, and a Toyota. So where can you find our Prada professional? She's reading a ton of magazines, as you can imagine, like Real Simple and Style, Shape, Vanity Fair. Um, she's watching E, uh, TLC, TBS, um, and she's um, watching a lot of, network TV, all the things that you would expect on um, those top shows out there. Well, my guest for today knows a lot about advertising. Stacy Janicki is the Director of Account Management at Carmichael Lynch, which is a nationally recognized ad firm in Minneapolis, which, yes, if it sounds familiar, it's because it's a sister agency of my employer, Carmichael Lynch Spawn. She's a senior par- partner at Carmichael, and she often authors thought-provoking articles, one just appeared in Advertising Age last week called Banning the Term Bossy. That was the topic, Banning the Term Bossy. If that sounds familiar, that's because it's been in the news a lot lately. And uh, Stacey was on the front end of that. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about her take on Cheryl Sandberg's Ban Bossy campaign. So stick around. for Strings returns after the break.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple.
1: All you need is
0: authoritylabs.com. Try eBrands for thirty days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call one 866 That's eBrands With A Z for eBrands. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Welcome back to Purge Strings. Joining me today is Stacey Janicki, Director of Account Management at Carmichael Lynch, a nationally recognized advertising firm in Minneapolis, and the sister agency of my own employer, Carmichael Lynch Spang. a senior partner at Carmichael, Stacey, Austin, authors thought-provoking articles, including one that was just featured in Advertising Age. The topic, banning the term bossy. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Thanks for having me, Maria. Well, we're in the same building today, and it's really weird because I know you're just downstairs and I'm upstairs. Normally, we'd be talking face-to-face, but not not today. I hope you're okay (laughs) with it. That's fine. (laughs) So um, I know you kind of jumped on the bossy bandwagon, um, if you will, and um, your story hit, what was it, earlier this week or last week? Last week. Last week. Yeah, and then I've seen a couple of other articles since then. So Those listening today, if you haven't heard, Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, who asked everyone to lean in, and we all know what happened with that. She started this huge movement. Well, now she's taken on the term bossy. So um, I'm curious – uh, Stacey, why do you think she decided to tackle words rather than actions? Because, you know, the word bossy, I don't think I've heard the word bossy aimed at me no. since I was a kid, right? And No, I've you heard know, another B word. but that's, I probably, that's Yeah, I've one heard one. the <laughs> other B word. We'll get to that one in a minute. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, I mean, I'm a, I'm a mom of girls. You know, I tell them ignore name-calling and stereotyping, and it's just it's bullying behavior. So I think it's interesting she decided to tackle the word bossy. Yeah, I, you know, look, her platform is one that has been amplified largely through social media because, um, you know, I think there's this phenomenon as we spread news through social channels that the, the what used to be the traditional soundbite in a TV or a broadcast environment has been replaced by a, what I'll call, I guess, for lack of a better word, a social bite. And, um, it's, it's such an easy shareable thing to say "Ban bossy, but it's, to me, it's pretty oversimplified, um, much similar to, I think, the whole lean-in philosophy that sometimes there are deeper issues and things, frankly, we should be spending more time talking about. Um, and, you know, my my article wasn't to um, dismiss the ideas and thoughts of people who at the end of the day have the same thing in mind that I'm guessing you and I both do, which is the empowerment of women, um, but to put context around the idea that there's other things we should be thinking about that probably have deeper meaning and impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And and the thing that, that kind of gets me is you look across any medium today and there's all kinds of stereotypes. You know, there's the femme fatale, the B word that you and I were talking about, you know, the stereotypical B word, the male emasculator. I mean, you sure. name it, there's probably, you know, a character either um, in movies or on TV that kind of follows that rote course, whether it's reality or not. And to, you know, kind of ban one of those quote-unquote archetypes. I just wonder how successful it's going to be, especially when bossy seems to be really pale in comparison with all those other stereotypes that seem to be holding women back in the workplace. But that's exactly right. I think um, you and I were talking about this a little earlier just through an email exchange, but, you know, I think about bossy and the only um, kind of archetype that comes to mind is Lucy from from, <laughs> from the, you know, the Charlie Brown cartoon. And that's what, 40 years old. Um, and, and frankly, there's, there's some piece of bossy that, you know, I told my kids when they were young, stop being bossy. I didn't mean don't have a point of view. It actually is quite the opposite. It's be open to hearing other points of view and to welcome discussion and discourse in a respectful way. And, and being bossy is the antithesis of that. So in some ways, I think we're giving the adjective kind of an unfair, um, in unfair, uh, you know, connotation. Um, but, you know, when you think about those stereotypes, you're right. And there are, there are a lot of things we could be talking about. I think that was the, the crux of my article, which, interestingly enough, I had written two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it was kind of just stalled out because it really didn't have a home. It was more of a piece based on my own pa- passion for pop culture and the role pop culture and advertising have on, on female stereotypes. And then when the bossy story broke, it seemed like that offered itself up a convenient news hook to say, maybe we're spending our time talking about the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's absolutely so. right. And so you were, you were ahead of that curve. And, and I think um, the Cheryl Sandberg band bossy definitely gave this bigger issue a bigger platform. So I guess we should say thank you to Cheryl. <laughs> Even though I don't agree with Ban Bossy and in, in being that important for us to tackle, it, at least it's getting us talking about what the other issues are that we should be trying to ban. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but I think it's all very personal for me as a woman in the workplace. I know I'm a mom of two girls. You're a mom of girls. You hold a leadership position within, you know, an ad industry, which is traditionally, you know, for the most part, male, Right. Clearly, there are women there, but from a leadership standpoint, it tends to be male. I would imagine this is quite personal for you as well. I think so, and like you had said, there's other things holding us back more than the word. The word "bossy." Uh, Fast Company published an infographic earlier this morning. I'd, I'd seen where they color coded um, a map of the country based on inequity of pay, men versus women that hold the same position. Um, now if you really wanted to peel away the onions the, the layers of the onion, you know, you could get to how women aren't allowed to be as an assertive and have a strong of point of view as men potentially that keeps us from achieving those things. But I think there's there's bigger issues we should be talking about, about um inequities of opportunity, inequities of pay, as opposed to, you know, how we frame up whether a person is bossy or not. Mm hmm. Well, and I think you you mentioned Lucy, you know, in the Charlie Brown, which is kind of the ultimate and bossy. But you also mentioned in your article some other TV shows that broke stereotypes. And I'm not talking about these women being bossy, but they certainly brought strong women to the forefront at a time when there weren't many role models. You mentioned Mary Tyler Moore, Designing Women, my personal favorite, Uh, Mm -hmm. Murphy Brown. Talk about the impact of those shows on you as you were growing up. You know, I watched all of those. I think the first being Mary Tyler Morks. My parents watched it, and I think the great thing about advertising, I think, or see, and I even just did the same thing for myself because it's all become blurred. The great thing about uh, content now is that uh, I think kids can, kids and grown-ups, men, women can view this stuff, and it can, it can have a formative impact on someone without even realizing what it is. So I think about how my daughter looks at Scandal and watches it and thinks despite the fact that Olivia Pope's character is completely flawed and complex, there's an element to her that's very aspirational because she takes a leadership position. She's, um, you know, she she wears the white hat. Um, And much like when I watched Mary Taylor Moore, I don't think at the, you know, at the age of 10 or 11, I was thinking, wow, there's a woman who's having a career without having to necessarily define herself, you know, by her personal life or her marriage or her children I just thought wow that's interesting in fact when I was 12 I wanted to grow up to be a sports broadcaster Mm -hmm. and because I saw people like that on TV that were doing that you know I think it probably contributed the fact that I thought I could do that I can do that when I grow up it's not just you know June Cleaver that's putting a meal on the table at five o'clock you know Murphy Brown I think about that now I've had this conversation with my teen daughters because of course they've never seen that show that it's it's just asinine to think, in such a short such a short time ago, that we were actually having discourse about whether it was ethically okay for a woman to raise a child as a single mm-hmm. parent, mm-hmm. and that wasn't that long ago. That was the '80s, right? And you know, it, it even brought out a conversation from the vice president of the United States. Um, it, so I, I do think that these shows are kind of groundbreaking and that they tackle issues that. Um, Then just become accepted. I think about now in the last five years, how many more um, gays and lesbians are depicted in television shows, which would have been controversial 20 years ago. And now it's, you know, it's just another character in a story. Um, So I think it goes, it goes a long way. Mm hmm. Um, you mentioned a piece of research in your article, and I want to pick up on that when we when we come back, but we need to take a quick break or George will kill sure. me. Stick around more from Stacey Janicki when Purse strings returns in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you since 2002 topseos.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings let top seos give you peace of mind topseos.com the independent authority on search vendors App Store or the Google Play Store today. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: I've been talking today with Stacey Janicki, Director of Account Management at Carmichael Lynch, which is a sister agency of my employer, Carmichael Lynch Bond. And we've been talking about the Cheryl Sandberg effort of Ban Bossy and whether or not Ban Bossy is really what we need to be focused on, especially when there's all these other female stereotypes that, in my opinion, and I think Stacey's opinion, there are other stereotypes that we should be taking on first. Um, You know, I talk a lot on this show with women who've been trying to break the glass ceiling or break barriers their entire lives, and they've managed to make progress, but we still have a, a long, long, long way to go. I would say that we've probably made some progress the last 30 years of busting, you know, kind of the bossy stereotype, if you will, mm-hmm. even though Cheryl Stanberg may be disagreeing with us. Mm-hmm. You mentioned in your article some research that shows that portrayals of strong women receive positive reactions from both women and men, leading me to, you know, to guess, well, that's probably means that strong portrayals are welcomed, you know, that's something that men and women don't fear, they actually welcome that. What's what's your thought on that research that you wanted to share in your article? You know, I think so. I I think when I interview, and and you do the same when you sit across the table from a 22-year-old just graduating from college and you're interviewing a candidate, you know, I don't think anyone aspires to hire someone who is uh, meek or passive or doesn't have a point of view. Um, And I think – I do think we have made um, great strides in – and I think employers know to just even compete in today's world. You need people who have strong convictions, who have strong opinions. Um, And I I think um, to the extent that, you know, we talked about that inequity of pay, I think the more we welcome um, strong women in the workforce, that gap's going to be closed. And and part of that is, you know, the role of – Men in power to be welcome and receive that positively. I think part of it is for women to accept it's not just going to be handled handed to you by being meek and passive. You know, you've got to compete. You've got to be competitive. It's you know, (laughs) we're in the free market. Um, It's uh, it's it's not like people are tasked with a 50/50 hiring um, quota to make sure that there's a mix, you've, you've got to earn your spot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing I like to remind, especially young people, that you can lead at any level. You know, you don't have to wait to get the big job or get the corner office or get the VP in front of your name. Leadership happens at every level. And I know that's something that I look for is who has the potential to lead, who's showing those leadership skills, and who are who's not afraid to raise their hand, who's not afraid to bring a point of view, like you said but really actively showing leadership skills, even when they may not really traditionally know how to lead, but it's something that they know that they want to participate in. They want to be participatory. And I think, you know, when you look at what we're seeing on TV, we see really strong women. Some we may agree with, some we may not thinking of house of cards, for example, Uh, you know, not necessarily the greatest role model, but very, very strong female. Uh, But I think, I think we do see people leading. We do see women in strong positions now more than ever before. And I hope, if nothing else, that serves as a reminder to women, no matter where they are in their career, that it's okay to have a point of view and it's okay to have those leadership skills, even if you're an intern. So that's just that's exactly right. I couldn't agree more. You know, I think when everyone was talking about Sheryl Sandberg, I um, was quick to hand them a copy of my um, Brene Brown book, Daring Greatly. Um, and I'm not sure if you've read that, but, you know, she speaks more broadly to men and women about embracing vulnerability and you knowing that shame is a lot of times what keeps people back, and sometimes you just need to enter the arena because good things happen when we embrace our vulnerability. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that, those are the messages I wish people were talking about, and it, it, it takes conversation, it takes discourse, um, instead of kind of the oversimplification of whether or not we use certain words as part of our vernacular. Exactly, so how can we send a message that we're done with stereotyping and today now more than ever, I think it's it's easier to do. I mean, we vote with our remote, our mouse, and our downloads. you know what do you think we can do to say to producers of film and TV that has these have these archetypes in them that we're kind of we're kind of finished with that conversation? Well, you know the point I made in my article is we are voting with with our DVRs and with our remotes. And to me, if you want to look for something positive moving forward is what I think you're finding is people are voting for stronger female um, stereotypes. Again, <laughs> some of the women we're talking about are complex characters. They're not without their flaws. Um, Olivia Pope is, you know, sleeping with the married president. <laughs> for Sakes. But um, what happens is, you know, Hollywood is a copycat industry. If something is successful, Others follow where a path has already been, um, you know, blazed, and and you're just seeing more and more shows come out with female characters as leads. You're seeing um, in Hollywood more roles developed for women later in life when they reach that twilight 50 plus. Whereas 20 years ago, you know, you'd never see you'd never see those roles created for women. So, you know, we we make our our um, we literally make our statement by. You know, the money we spend to go buy movie tickets, to watch shows, um, to talk about it and share it. And that's what I said what's great about this is we've got a platform like we never did with Mary Tyler Wilmore for people to take to social media and, you know, profess their support for characters um, like Olivia Pope. I've started to watch... um, uh, the, the Kickstarter TV show, uh, Veronica Mars, um, which I'm kind of late to the bandwagon on.
1: Isn't that good? Movie. It's so it's good. Awesome. I love that. And I, felt I know. I I'm watching watch it the with the my 13-year-old. I,
2: I know. I know. I told my 13-year-old, we have to watch this and then we have to watch the movie. Exactly. <laughs> We're doing the same thing. And and yeah. what I love about that, again, there's a lot in there that, that you know, reinforce certain mm-hmm. stereotypes. And I don't yeah. think you're going to get away from that because that's storytelling. It's old as time. Um, but there's a, there's a young woman who just has her own spunk and drive and initiative and, um, I'm doing the same thing. I'm watching it with my 14-year-old, and we're enjoying it, and then we're going to go see the movie together. I know. That's great. We, sh- we should go together. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I'm actually going to take um, – I got it on Netflix, and we're taking it on vacation so we can finish it. Oh, watching. nice. Yeah. yeah, super great. Stacy, thank you so much for being on. I want to direct everybody to CarmichaelLynch.com, CarmichaelLynch.com. You can, of course, uh, read all about the great things the agency doing and learn more about Stacy. And um, I'm sure you're working on another article. right? Do you want to tell us what it is? I'm kicking around some ideas, but not ready to talk yet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll we'll keep our eyes peeled. Thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Okay. And thanks to George for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of First Drinks next Tuesday at three. Until then, make it a great one.